0: It's After Elvis. I love it when we have guests on. Today, Valsi, of course, with Dancing with the Stars, and he's got a book out to talk about what it's like moving to the United States from Ukraine, becoming a superstar while dancing into our hearts. Let's talk about that with him and other things today, including self-checkout. Be honest. Have you ever stolen while going through the self-checkout lane? Just
1: a banana once.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we've got tricks on how to fool the machines coming up on today's After Elvis. This is iHeartRadio's After Elvis. It's After Elvis. It's after me. It's, it's weird putting your own name in the name of a show. Yeah. It's it's me.
1: Because you're kind of still you, so you're not really after you.
0: Danielle is here, of course. <laughs> and, of course, our special guest, uh, Val C., is here. Uh, Val Shmerkovsky. Schmer- That's it.
1: They call you Val C. Why, Elvis?
0: Because they can't say Shmerkovsky. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the show. It's an honor having you here. Thank
2: you so much for having me. You know if, Val is no stranger to our show. He grew up listening to us over in Brooklyn, right? Yes. I So, so I grew up in uh, around Coney Island and, and listening to you guys every morning. So it means the world to be up here, learn English, listening to you. And, oh, and gosh. so therefore, that's why this I, I sound the way I do. <laughs> it wasn't Brooklyn. It was <laughs> us. And and why most of the the words in that book are misspelled. So. That's us. Let me tell you, when you put out a book, isn't it great seeing your
0: face on your own book your words, talking about what it's like yeah. getting from point A to point B where you are today. Because uh, I'm writing a book. Everyone should write a book. Yeah. I truly believe that. Is
2: it as easy as it seems? Was no, it- no. It was very hard. Uh, first of all, I mean, I'm, I'm very descriptive when I, when I tell stories. I love sharing. Uh, I love connecting with people. But, you know, when you write a book, you have to really paint pictures so much more elaborately.
0: Making notes, writing your own book. Look. Talk about stuff. You haven't talked about.
1: <laughs> Can I right. say something about Dancing with the Stars for a minute? No. So I went to see... No. I went to Radio City Music Hall. You were yeah, there yeah. to see the uh, Dancing with the Stars tour, which was amazing. And you came in, and I think you were watching your girlfriend, right? Because yeah. she was she's in the show. And he walks into the auditorium, and it was like the Beatles were in the auditorium. I have never seen people go so crazy, screaming his name. Well, was a superstar. Pictures. It was... Are you? Can you? Do you ever get used to something like that?
2: No, I, I, am flattered by by things like that. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I, I feel like uncomfortable even talking about that because it's. <laughs> well, just wait till I throw my bra at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an awesome moment. I, 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 I feel like, just it's it's awkward is not the word. I feel grateful, but then also a little awkward because I'm like I, I don't know what the big deal is. You know, you you're really, like it's just me. Yeah, it's just me. It's just <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? No, it, it was great. It was great. It, it's awesome. I'm, our fans are amazing. The fact that the show's been on air for, you know, 24, 25 seasons now uh, is in, is incredible. And that it's given me an opportunity to write a book and, and you know, Chmerkovsky become a household name. And, and this, you know, it's crazy.
0: Well, look, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Dancing with the Stars, it opened up so many people's eyes to what dancing could be, yeah. what dancing's always been, but we never knew about it. Yeah. And you were there in the foundation of that. We're going to mm-hmm. get to the book in a second yeah. and and what it's like having my bra thrown at you in just a moment. Well, <laughs> let's, let's cover a couple of topics. Let's start with thirsting for people. Yeah. Have you heard of this concept before? Thirst? You're thirsting for someone. You're such a fan. Like, you must know, people are a big fan of yours, Val. Mm -hmm. So there was a, a girl who went to see Black Panther. Have you seen Black Panther yet? No, not yet. Fantastic film. She was so, so, so screwed over when Michael B. Jordan, the actor, took his shirt off in one scene. Yeah. Mm. She clenched down on her retainer so hard she broke it in her oh, mouth. Yeah, I
2: just, I just read that.
0: So her orthodontist is going viral saying it's the funniest excuse he's right. ever had from one of his his patients.
1: And Michael's actually paying to have her retainer replaced. Exactly. How cool is that? <laughs> I mean,
0: I don't think she could sue him. No, you know, for you know, the, her breaking her own retainer—it's her of,
1: fault, but it's also his fault. because he's so damn hot. I mean, you know, you
0: just—can can you imagine thirsting after someone so much that you physically clench up? You actually break a retainer or possibly a femur, a bone. <laughs>
2: I've—I've—I I mean, outside of some you know special cuisine, I've had—I've never had to clench this hard, <laughs> uh, but. But retainers, I, I had braces when I was 14. I couldn't wait to get that retainer out of my mouth. So I think she's just using this as an excuse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to get rid of the retainer? Yeah. yeah.
2: Isn't that funny though? Uh, some
0: things the body does that are just so involuntary. We can't help it. Yeah. When you, If someone frightens you, you, you didn't right. plan on going, ah, you right. did it. It's the same as someone like extra smoking hot walks by and you yeah, just. But do you
2: really clinch? When, when someone... No. Low, or do you, you mellow out? I mean, you kind of get loose, if anything, right?
0: I open up. Make, <laughs> does that sound creepy? <laughs> when
2: they come on the, sc-
1: the big screen, you kind of make that noise. Like Chris Pratt, when he comes on the screen in Jurassic Park, I'm like, oh, hello. Like, from my seat. But I wouldn't... Yeah.
2: Hello. But you see how you, even your even your physicality was you, you like, you got mellow. Yeah. Right? right. You didn't clinch. No. Like,
1: oh. No.
0: Chris... <laughs> Come on, Val. Back in the day when you were younger and the hormones were raging a little more, if you are walking down the street and someone very attractive walked by, would you ever make a sound to yourself, not to them, like, oof, or, mmm? Because I still do. And I get in trouble. Alex will yell at me.
1: Well, but you're not supposed to do it in front of Alex.
0: Well, we're walking down the street, I'll go, oof, and he'll, he'll turn around and go, who are you looking at? I'm like, man, I got caught again. We can't help you are, you are it. We're such turned a New on. Yorker, we're, too. we're animals. I mean, I would Such never a New Yorker
2: thing to do too.
0: When I would never do it out loud to embarrass anyone else, but just I embarrass myself, obviously. All right, well, enough <laughs> of that. Uh, De- <laughs> Moving on, it's a show that covers a lot <laughs> and nothing at the same time. Demi Lovato mm-hmm. was talking about how fluid she is proud to be when it comes to love, male versus female versus doesn't matter. Mm. She's saying that I think love is love. Demi goes on to say, you you can find it in any gender at all. And then she was asked whether or not she was open to dating women, whatever. And she says, I like the freedom of being able to flirt with whoever I want to flirt with. Flirting versus dating. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you ever... Like sit down and a waiter comes over to wait on you, and you you're not flirting in a sexual way, but you kind of tease around with them to become their friend. And see,
1: I do that with the females and the males.
0: (laughs) You do, and so do I. And
1: I'm I'm the first one to point out a hot girl to my husband. I'll be like, "She's really hot." Usually, he says she's not. And we, he and I, have totally different. No, we have different tastes than women. He, which which (laughs) isn't saying much for me. So it it means
0: you wouldn't date yourself, right? I guess not
1: because he'll say this girl is hot, and I'll go, "No, she's not." I'll go, that girl's hot. And he'll go, no, she's not. So we really, we wouldn't we wouldn't fight over the same way, except for Christine Aguilera. But that's a different story. Oh, a well, that's decision. a unanimous decision. <laughs> I, guess
0: I guess we're talking about two different things, yeah, actually. So we're talking about flirting versus being f- fluid in- Well, how do you define flirting? To me, flirting doesn't mean you want to date them. Flirting just means you're just kind of being playful with them.
2: Oh, okay. Well, for me, <laughs> I think flirting is, is an awesome conversation with the intent to, uh, you know, to indulge in some other- thing. Afterwards. Right. Uh, but an awesome con- I'll have an awesome conversation with, with anybody, you know, male or female.
0: You've never been accused of flirting and you're like, what are you talking I'm about? i am accused
2: of flirting all the time. I'm I'm that guy. I'm dancing with the stars. You know, for me, I, I was raised with, with chivalry being a really prominent by the way. Happy, you know, International Women's Day. Thank you. Uh <laughs> being a huge thing and, and and it's misconstrued as flirting all the time. But God, the art of dance truly
0: is many of the dances, anyway are flirting you are putting on this act of courtship yeah absolutely and it's
1: so intimate sometimes that i'm like how are they not doing each other behind the scenes seriously when you see this look i mean you make it look like that's what's going to be happening next
2: it may or may not be
1: Oh, really? oh, my gosh.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, I love like how we're going Was from- Was that flirting?
1: I have questions.
0: <laughs> I'm going to separate you two. I love how we're going from being fluid in love and flirting to talking about stealing at the self-checkout yes. <laughs> lane. For, by the way, do you ever go to a store and you use the self-checkout lane? Where you always.
2: Just- I'm always under 10, 10
0: items. Oh, that's I'm good. I'm always in a rush, so those, those are the best things. Hey, have you ever, on purpose or maybe not- stolen something (laughs) or maybe you forgot to scan something you get to the car you're like i don't think i paid for this and you didn't
2: no 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 No, i I have (laughs) no it's i mean look i've I've had banana (laughs) while i shop i'm one of those shoppers that like drinks and eats and while i shop you know, a multitasker. Well, okay,
1: then will you bring Meaning
2: like I'll I'll grab a right? Drink but do and you bring
1: it. the empty can with you to the thing and pay for it, or do you toss it in the trash while you're walking through the go- grocery Sometimes, store? <gasps> well,
2: in so that is stealing. <laughs> stealing <Val. laughs> in Val, pure <laughs> and
0: simple, you're a thief, and it, that's a, that is you, unlawful. You
1: can't eat a chocolate bar and throw the wrapper away. You have to bring it to the register and totally,
0: scan it. Totally set me up for that. So mm-hmm. we were we were at Home Depot once, <laughs> and I couldn't get this screwdriver to scan. Yeah, I was like, screw it. So we got to the car, and I looked, and it's in my bag. I'm yeah. like, well, I, didn't, I couldn't get it to scan. Did you go
1: back and return it, or did you just take it home at that point?
0: I did not return it that day. But okay. the next day, I woke up. I'm like, crap, I got to return this. I yeah. feel like such an a-hole. You feel guilty. But anyway, in self-checkout world, there's a banana trick where a customer will scan like a banana, but they'll put a steak in their bag. It's like a $15 steak versus a $0.59 cent bunch of bananas. Oh, goodness. That is pure and simple stealing that
1: is that is stealing
2: that is, i thought
1: it's by weight though some places it's by weight like they'll say your bag doesn't weigh as much as you know the it's steak confusing. whatever yeah.
2: Yeah, you have to put the bag down first, then start
1: Yes. Out. Isn't this
2: an
0: interesting <laughs>
1: this <is> conversation? Right.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about what we really want to talk about. Check out technology. By the you way, make sure. This game up. Yeah, when you go scan yourself, make sure you scan this properly <laughs> yes. so Val will get his, his due. Yes, please. Uh, it's called I'll Never Change My Name An Immigrant's American Dream from Ukraine to the USA to Dancing with the Stars. And I liked what you said at the very beginning of this conversation in writing a book. You know the questions are typically always the same. How was it to dance? What was it like being yeah. in the dance competition? Now this is your opportunity to say, well, look, here's what I want to say.
2: So, no. what what do you want to tell us in this book, Val? Well, one of the major things that I I, I wanted to stress, and it's you know it, it's referred to in the title, I'll never change my name is Tchermakovsky will never sound less foreign, uh, but it doesn't make me less American or less patriotic or less grateful to to be in this country. I know how relevant the the conversation of of immigration is right now in this country and and i just wanted to chime in and, and shed light uh to uh you know to the cliche american dream story but but told through a different lens and and this is my opportunity to to kind of contribute to it and and say that i've never felt entitled as an immigrant i've never felt entitled in this country i never felt like i i was owed anything i've only felt uh, gratitude. And, and that gratitude, and, and you see it in the book, motivated me in a lot of ways, you know, in, in my competitive ballroom days to Dancing with the Stars to, you know, how I conduct myself every day. I I, I know that I'm very lucky to be here and I, and I try to walk that walk every day.
0: You know, they say uh, if you are faced with a deadly disease and you're cured, you see life in a through a totally different set of eyes and you appreciate it more yeah. being an immigrant, and even though you were a young boy when you moved here, but you, you were raised around many, many immigrants yeah. in your family as well. Do you get upset at how people who were born and raised here sort of take it for granted? Do do you see things through your eyes that we should be seeing, but we're not
2: because well, we've been here, done that. I, uh, I, I think there's some entitlement that comes with, with, you know, not knowing the difference, and 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 it's an ignorance that I don't hold against people. You know, it's it's a form of ignorance when when you when you don't know how good you have it. Uh, it, it it's just because you haven't been able to be exposed to anything else. Uh, so that's why I encourage everyone to travel. Wow. So in writing the book, was there one topic that you just could have gone
0: on and on and on for days? And the editor actually came back and said, "You know, Val, we're going to take out five hundred pages of this. <laughs> right. Something you've been dying to say." All these years, something you've been trying to get out there that you really, really, really could have taken up another book with, I mean, like one in particular, <laughs> one topic in particular,
2: um, or one point. Th- there are many topics. I, I obviously this is also a book uh, that, that's a, an homage to my parents and and how grateful I am to my family for uh, you know making so many sacrifices on my behalf. At thirty five, they were there were young parents with two kids that got up and left not, you know, I think people also need to understand what what it, what it entails to immigrate. It's not like you go on vacation for a week and it's hard. Yeah. You got to (laughs) pack and and take your kids. No, like immigrate is like, you leave your lineage, like your heritage, all, all your ancestry behind, uh, to, to go to a place with no promise. There's no, there's nothing. America doesn't guarantee you anything, uh, except for an opportunity for a better life.
0: You know, we all can learn from the lives of others. And in, in, look, I, I was born and raised in Texas, and here from the United States, I've done very well. We've done very well for yeah. ourselves, but we still could learn from your story. And and I'm and I'm hoping one of the reasons people run out and buy this book is there is something for them to learn about themselves through yeah. reading through your eyes. Do you think you could probably define like one of those things could be? You
2: know, my formula to success has been and journey has been so weird and you know and and not the norm that i think it could encourage other kids that that are pursuing you know talents and crafts and passions that aren't necessarily you know a proven success story to continue to do so ballroom dancing uh was not supposed to be (laughs) this big you know i was not supposed to make it we pursued that uh because we just were passionate about what we were doing what age
1: were you when you decided you wanted to dance
2: i was I mean, I started dancing at eight against my will. You know, my parents never danced, but they thought it was cool for yeah. the, their sons to, to, to do that, along with other things. Right. Um, but at 15, I, I became the first American to ever win a junior world title in wow. ballroom dancing. And for me, and it was a month after 9-11. And so that's an important story in this, in this book as well because that changed my life and it changed, you know, it gave me such a stronger purpose and really motivated me to keep going and and keep pursuing this. Wow. So Danielle and I were talking
0: about your book earlier and we're wondering like how, when you write a book, it must change you because you
2: learn more about yourself. How are you different since you wrote this book? I think I'm closing a chapter in my life where, you know, with this book, it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's all, it's all about we, my entire life has been about my family. I think moving forward, I've, I've closed that chapter and I I think I'm on a mission to find more of my own identity on my own.
0: In writing or starting to write a book yeah. I'm learning more about the magic through the people who write books. Mm-hmm. And that's why
2: Well it's therapeutic. I love I love choreographing words than than steps. And and you know, putting together a sentence that, that really creates a sensation and an emotion in someone else is so fulfilling.
0: Well, you just created a sensation and an emotion by saying that word, that yeah. sentence about creating a sensation and emotion. <laughs> see what you did? Yeah. It's true. Choreographing words. Yeah. Look, thank you for coming in, Val. Thank Val- you for having C- me. Yes. Shmirkovsky. I see it. I said you. it. Uh, it's called I'll Never Change My Name. There it is. Make sure you
2: pick up 10 copies today. Imagine if it was like Valentine Jones. <laughs> I would have. It would just be an easier time.
1: <laughs> oh. Nothing well, wrong with the word it. Jones, but no.
0: the name Jones. Yeah. Th- well, thank you for being here, Valentine Jones. We appreciate it. <laughs> We're changing right, that your name. Good.
1: I like that. It Lit. sounds
0: like a, a character in a like a murder mystery. Valentine Valentin Jones. Jones
1: did it. All
0: right, with you guys, hug it out. We got to get out of here. <laughs> thank you. It's after Elvis. Thank you, Val, for coming in. We'll see you next time on After Elvis. Bye. This is iHeartRadio's After Elvis.